The Hippie Hour is a holistic wellness podcast brought to you by me, Hannah, a 20-something interested in everything others might consider hippy-dippy. From astrology to crystals, plants to tarot cards, feminine energy to yoga and meditation, I'm here to help both you and I dig deeper into these topics. Because wellness is involved, and I am a current physical therapy student, I will be citing scientific evidence in credible sources a lot and busting alternative medicine pseudoscience. Always consult with your doctor first before deciding to implement any wellness changes. PSA, although essential oils are cool, they are not vaccines. If you are considering incorporating any topics talked about in this podcast into your own life, of course, do your own research as science is always changing and I'm definitely not an expert in these areas, just wholeheartedly interested. So let's learn more about becoming a hippie. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hippie Hour podcast. This is Hannah, your host. It's always funny to say that because (laughs) I know some people might be tuning in for the first time to this episode, and so I want to introduce myself, but it's still funny uh, putting yourself in a position where you're like, yes, I'm your host. Um, But yeah, I'm excited for you guys to be tuning in again. Today, we have a wonderful topic on the ancient beauty ritual of gua sha. Um, But before we dive into that, I do want to just say hi and give you a brief life update of what's been going on with me. Um, I'll keep it short and sweet since I know some of you are like, oh God, Hannah, you talk too much. Let's let's get into the nitty gritty of it. So uh, I just wanted to to talk about how I had such a great night last night um, with some friends and it just made me really happy. You know, this season has been a little bit more difficult for me to ease into. In general, I've never been a big fan of winter. I usually always talk about how I hate snow and I hate winter and I despise everything about the cold. And um, I feel like this year has been a little different. I feel like I have tried to hope for snow a lot more than I ever have in my life this week. Um, And we just had a miraculous little snowfall last night. It was really nice because I spent some time with my friends and we were hanging out. We were laughing. We had some good food. Uh, We watched a really cheesy rom-com. And by the time I left and it was like 10 p.m., it had been dark for hours. I looked outside and it was snowing. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, oh, that's really great. Like, not great to drive home in right now, but it was it was just really pretty and kind of had a little magical moment with, you know, quiet nighttime snow is really peaceful. And when you watch it come down um, and it has a little bit of that sparkle to it, it just was really calming and soothing. And I was kind of pissed that we got into December and it hadn't snowed really at all yet. We had one day of snow in November, I think, total, and it melted right away. But uh, thanks to global warming and in general climate change, we haven't had much snow yet, which you can't really get into the holiday season in Minnesota, I feel like, if you don't have snow. Um, so yeah, I just I just wanted to touch on that. Um, it was a really nice reflection moment for me last night, and 
I think it's been compounded by the fact that I've been reading this really wonderful book called Wintering by Catherine May. I have it right here. And it's about the power of rest and retreat in difficult times. And one thing that I want to say about it is I read the back of it. Um, and there's this uh, review, like, a you know, those little like snippets from other authors or editors that kind of say what they think about the book. There's this little review on the back. And I couldn't agree more with this now that I'm like, into the book a little bit. I think I'm like a quarter of the way through. Uh, Nora McKierney says, wintering is the book equivalent of a perfectly timed hug you didn't know you needed, a warm blanket on a cold day. So many books about adversity focus on ways to get away from the discomfort, and this book so wonderfully and sincerely says it's okay to be here, even when it hurts. It's exactly what the world needs right now. Oh, isn't that just so sweet? I feel like that is just what I really needed this year. Um, to start off my winter season. And um, this book is the like book club book for the uh, intentions yoga retreat that I'm going to in January with my friend that I'm so excited about. It's through this wonderful yoga retreat uh, business. I know some of the um, owners and the frequent uh, yogis who go to these retreats from my Duluth days. It's called Boreal Bliss Retreats and just a really wonderful, wonderful uh, small business that's local to Minnesota, up, up north specifically. And um, so this is the book that they recommended if you want to do like a book club chit chat one of the days that we're there for the retreat. This is the book that they're going to be covering. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad that I signed up for it so that I could get to read this book and it's been helping me a lot with feeling okay with winter and feeling essentially like I have this big hug around me and I feel like everyone could use that right now too just with the times that we're in so that's my little status update for you all um but we'll, we'll get into the actual topic now I, I just I like to share little snippets of my life here and there um, without going overboard. So let's transition nice and slow now into our mindful moment. Uh, reminder, if you're driving, you can just skip this or, you know, just think about it. But please don't close your eyes while you're driving. Um, and it's always okay if you're not in the right headspace for this to always come back to it later. But Let's start off by taking a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. One more time, in through the nose, out through the mouth, and gently close your eyes if you haven't already. If you need to take a couple more deep breaths like that, please do. Otherwise, just start to slow down your breath. Really notice your inhales and exhales. Just take note of how you're feeling right now. What's going on around you? What's going on in life? 
making note of what thoughts are coming up for you the most. Is it something that's been bothering you, something you need to do? What is it that is coming to your mind most frequently? Just take note of that and then put it in your pocket, put it away so you can just be here now. Take another deep breath in through your nose. Sigh it out. And then just think of one thing that you can do to send yourself some love. Is there a way that you can give yourself like a big hug, wrapping your arms around yourself and squeezing? Can you think of an affirmation that resonates with you and makes you feel better, such as, I am strong, I am wonderful, I am smart, I am beautiful? Or is there something else that you're going to do for yourself today that will send yourself some love? Just taking note of that now. Taking one more deep breath in. And as you exhale, just gently opening your eyes. Awesome. All right, let's talk about gua sha. Okay, so I have been interested in researching this topic for a while now, mostly because uh, I have a friend of mine, Hannah, her name is Hannah as well, um, who has done it uh, for a while now. And I remember there was a camping trip we were on and um, we woke up the next morning and she was using this tool to like scrape her face essentially. And I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> I'd never seen anything like it before. And she kind of just gave me a, a brief over. She's like, yeah, my skin just gets really puffy in the morning and this helps that puffiness go down and it's called gua sha. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And you know, this is something too that has started to gain traction in the United States. I've noticed, especially on like TikTok and social media, as being like this new uh, kind of holistic self-care tool that you can you can do. So, sorry, I need to take one sip of my tea here before I talk for half an hour and it gets cold. Um, so yeah, I, I did quite a bit of research on gua sha and uh, hopefully when I do a podcast episode with Hannah, she's really knowledgeable on holistic skincare and, and really passionate about it. And um, we can touch on gua sha as well with her. Uh, she's mostly going to talk about skincare products and things to keep in mind that are good for your skin. She's a fellow PT, a classmate of mine as well. So she's similar in the way that she is very like evidence-based, wants to know the science behind things, but very much loves holistic wellness topics as well. So let's talk about the history of gua sha. Gua sha is a traditional Chinese medicine method using this smooth edge tool, usually like a stone such as jade or amethyst or quartz to stroke along the skin with firm pressure. 
Um, this next little chunk of information is all one quote from this 2018 Marion et al. article that I'll cite in the acknowledgments. Um, and they said, it's also known as coining and was originally used with a worn down coin or a Chinese soup spoon to produce transient petique and echiomosis, which is side note, funny, because those are both two PT terms we learned in our integument course this summer on wound care. Um, so I'm like, whoa, I recognize that. <laughs> um, these hardy objects with smooth edges allow the healer to rub the skin in a linear fashion, creating red striations. The definition of hua is scraping, and sha is defined as sand or shark skin to describe the feeling of the skin after gua sha. This Chinese technique was first documented in the Shanghan Lun, known in English as the Treatise on Cold Injury, a Chinese medical text that was written near the end of the Han Dynasty. So it's been a lot around for a very long time. Gua sha practitioners believe that rubbing technique um, removes impurities from, quote, stagnant blood with tense um, and injured muscles to facilitate, quote, fresh oxygenated blood flow to promote healing at the cellular level. That's a lot. Um, so essentially what they're saying is you have the stagnant blood in your skin um, or deep within your skin, such as the muscles and ligaments, um, and kind of pushing this coin or soup spoon or the gua sha tool helps bring in that fresh oxygenated wow, blood flow to promote healing um, in your body. Coining therapy is also thought to create capillary dilation, which in turn results in heat dissipation from the body, thereby relieving fevers. Uh, so that is all from one article and just talking kind of about the origins of it. Um, this motion increases blood flow to the skin surface, which we do know is true, uh, which is why it might look a little red or create this petique, which going back to that word, that means red dots. Um, and again, uh, the name gua means to scrape and sha means sand, which is what the skin also will appear to look like with that presence of petique or red dots. It's also been used um, because it resembles sand. This was also used to help treat those with chronic pain along with other complementary practices such as acupuncture, massage, and heat therapy. And it's very similar to a physical therapy practice actually called the Graston method, which is using very similar uh, tools that are more um, metallic in nature to scrape along the skin and create this petechiae and um, influence blood flow to the skin to promote healing. So it's very interesting how a lot of Western and Eastern medicinal practices come together um, in similarities. Body or facial oil is placed on the skin to help the gua sha glide easier and long um, downward strokes, uh, which are usually in locations that follow lymphatic anatomy to promote lymphatic drainage. And a quick overview of lymph, because I know sometimes this gets really sciency and you might not understand what certain anatomical things are, and that's okay. So lymph 
is a fluid that transports white blood cells and removes cellular waste, bacteria, and viruses from the body. So it's a part of the immune system. So when you're sick, for example, you might go to the doctor and they feel your neck where your lymph nodes are and they'll say, oh, your lymph nodes are super swollen. And so your, your body's lymph nodes can get swollen like that. Um, and you can have a harder time draining excess fluid from your body um, because there is some sort of bacteria or virus or toxins that are causing inflammation inflammation in your lymph nodes. Um, so essentially, gua sha is trying to promote lymphatic drainage of those lymph nodes. Most people get gua sha done on uh, the following areas or they do it themselves. It's more common nowadays, I feel like, for people to do it themselves, but you can get it done. So people will do it on their face, especially. It's known as like the non-surgical facelift, which is kind of funny because <laughs> um, I don't feel like the purpose of it is to be like even the name, you know, ancient beauty rituals is, is a little divisive I feel like is that the right word <laughs> because it's it's not necessarily about like beauty so much as it is health um so face is a common area which has become more of like you want to take care of your face and you know make it look like you're more youthful which is fine if that's what your goal is but it also is just good because your face has a lot of lymph lymph nodes and lymph drainage going on um which can help reduce that puffiness that I was referencing earlier that Hannah said she had. So with your face, you use a lot less pressure than the rest of your body since it's a little bit more sensitive. Uh, but other areas people will do it is their neck, their back, legs, their butt, and their arms. So that's a little brief overview of gua sha and where it comes from. Now let's look at the potential benefits and research actually associated with gua sha. So in general, these benefits are um, actually cited in the literature as a legitimate um, advantage to doing gua sha. So it improves circulation and reduces puffiness, as I've said, especially in the face. It reduces swelling by promoting lymph flow and drainage. One study from 2007 found that gua sha helps improve microcirculation, which is the blood flow in your small blood vessels, for about 25 minutes after treatment. A recent 2020 case study showed that gua sha can help reduce fine lines and wrinkles. However, more studies are needed to compound that. And people may feel like there's more of a glow to their skin, which might actually be related to that boost in blood flow to their skin, um, whereas they usually kind of have less blood flow and their skin appears to be dull. And then the following um, at like benefits that are looked at for these next like specific uh, diseases or syndromes or conditions, they are still like, they need to have more research done because they're still up in the air. There's only been small studies done with these, but it's good to note that there has been at least some. And so it's interesting to talk about at least. So let's start with hepatitis B. Um, with hepatitis B, one study showed it helped to lower liver inflammation in those with the condition, but obviously more studies need to be done. Migraines. Um, another study showed that a 14-day 
gua sha intervention on those with migraines help to ease their pain, but more clinical trials should be done. Um, and the importance of it being clinical trials is that it can uh, actually potentially be looked at as something that can be prescribed um, as a treatment, a legitimate treatment for migraines if it does help reduce pain. Tourette syndrome, which is something I feel like doesn't get brought up as much as I would like to in holistic health and wellness um, topics. I feel like things regarding um, Tourette's, like Tourette's syndrome is kind of a mixture of a behavioral and mental um, disease. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm just going off of what I know. If, mm. if I, oh, Murph, no growling. <laughs> Murphy is saying I'm wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, if I ever say anything in the podcast uh, that you're like, oh, actually, it's this, please send me a message or DM me because I, I'm a human. I make mistakes. I might be ignorant to something that I don't realize. Um, but yeah, back to Tourette. So that's an area that I think a lot of uh, mental disease or mental illness, behavioral disorders, behavioral illness, um, can benefit from holistic uh, health and wellness things that we've talked about talked about already in the podcast, and I just don't see enough of it in the research that I've done already on these areas. So I was really happy to see that this came up with guasha. So um, a case study on one man who had Tourette's who had combined treatments of guasha, acupuncture, and herbal medicines for thirty five weeks had a 70% improvement of his nervous system symptoms associated with Tourette's, such as tics, which I thought was really cool. Neck pain, clinical trial um, that was looked at with 48 people with chronic neck pain. Um, they were sorted into control groups or gua sha groups. And the gua sha group had more short-term pain relief than the control group, but obviously more studies need to be done in order to examine the long-term pain relief effect. Perimenopausal symptoms, one study had per perimenopausal women gua sha once a week for eight weeks, and they had marked improvements in symptoms such as hot flashes, abnormal periods, sleep disturbances, and mood changes. And then the last one is breastfeeding. In some women, they have difficulty breastfeeding due to their breasts um, engorging with milk or essentially overfilling with milk, which is very common. I didn't know this. Um, and it can block the milk ducts and it can be really painful. Um, so gua sha in this area has been shown um, to help relieve some of that swelling and promote more um, milk flow. Uh, and I just, I don't know, as a non-breastfeeding person, I was just like, damn, I that sounds really painful. And I, I hope I don't have to deal with that one day. But since gua sha has been started to look at be looked at as something you can do to combat that, I was like, hmm, that's pretty nice. <laughs> so yeah, keep that in your back pocket if you are planning to be a mom or someone who wants to breastfeed. That is a very um, cost inexpensive way to treat a breast engorgement. However, with gua sha, you should always know that there are potential risks with any holistic um, method or wellness routine. And with gua sha, there are some potential risks. So in general, it's considered safe and may cause 
general tenderness or bruising after you do gua sha on yourself or you get it done, but you should not do gua sha at all if you are on blood thinners, which are medications for blood clots. And this is because gua sha can cause very tiny blood vessels to burst, which is safe in healthy adults, but unsafe in those with blood thinners. And in general, you should always consult with your doctor first before diving into any new medicinal practice. So let's talk about using gua sha on your own. Most beauty stores or aisles have gua sha tools now, and they can range anywhere from $5 to $50 on average, just depending on where you go and what kind it is, what brand it is. There are more expensive ones ranging upwards of $50 to $100, but there isn't much info out there that I found on if a more expensive gua sha tool is any different than a less expensive one in terms of getting the same results. Uh, something to consider doing um, in the morning is gua sha with the other skincare routines you do, uh, because when you lie down to sleep at night, that's when you collect water in your skin due to gravity and it creates that mild puffiness or swelling. So if you do it continuously each morning, it can give your face this more sculpted look. And um, one thing I, I wrote here in my notes was your face might not be round. It might actually just be puffy, which I, as someone with a very round face, I totally get. Like if you're someone who has a round face, it's like, oh, is my face round or is it like swollen? <laughs> I don't I don't do gua sha currently. I would like to implement it into my self-care routine. Um, I did ask for a gua sha uh, tool for Christmas. So um, if I do get that, I would be more than happy to share my own results if I, you know, in fact have a round face or if it's just puffy as hell. So uh, to use gua sha, what you do is you simply glide one of the tool's smooth edges across the skin for two strokes, and you apply gentle pressure as you go, and you can apply a cream or a serum to the area before using the tool, and this helps it glide more smoothly, and I recommend you do that because with anything, you know, like massage, self-massage, using something to go across the skin, it doesn't feel good if you don't have a little bit of glide to that with some sort of oil or serum or lotion. Those with sensitive skin might prefer to avoid gua sha's. Applying too much pressure can lead to a potential irritation of the skin. Uh, while the side effects are minimal with gua sha, it can be uncomfortable and lead to bruising or soreness if too much pressure is applied. So how do you use gua sha? Like step by step. Most gua sha stones look like this little misshapen heart and it's flat and smooth. There are many other kinds as well, but this is like the standard one that is pretty recognizable. If you've ever looked up gua sha, it's the most like standard shape. So the notch at the top of it is used under the eye. The double edged notch is used on the back, the neck, the throat, the jawline and the eyebrows. The shorter side is used for the forehead and the longer side is used for the neck and the cheek. With the neck, you start from your right collarbone and sweep the wide side of the tool upward to your jawline while applying medium pressure and then repeat that on the opposite side. And you do each step twice before moving on to the next step. With the throat, you place the tool between your collarbones and lightly massage your throat by sweeping up to your chin and you can use the wide edge or one of the curved sides. 
with the jaw starting from the center of your chin, you move the curved side of the tool along the jawline until you reach the base of your ear and you repeat on the opposite side. With the cheeks, you place the flat wide edge of the tool to the right of your mouth and then slowly drag it upward past your cheekbone and stop right before you reach your ear and you repeat it on the opposite side. With your eyes, start just below the inner corner of your right eye, gently moving to the narrow side of move the narrow side of the tool under your eye towards the hairline. I'm like doing this as I'm talking too, so apologies for messing up my words. Uh, and then you're going to repeat that on the opposite side. With your eyebrows, you're going to place the tool on the at the middle part of your eyebrows, sweep to the right until you reach your hairline and repeat on the opposite side. It feels really good with just doing this with my finger as well. Just just a heads up, if you don't want to invest in gua sha, just do it with your, like your knuckle or finger. And then the last area, your forehead, starting from the top of your right eyebrow, drag the wide edge of the tool up to the top of your hairline and repeat that motion, starting from the middle of your eyebrows and above your left eyebrow. So that's a little bit about gua sha. Um, highly recommend if this is something you're interested in. Again, do a little bit of your own research before you jump right into it. Um, but a quick journaling prompt, if you are someone who likes to journal that I have, it's actually two of them, is what is your own self-care ritual? And what things would you like to incorporate into your self-care ritual if you don't already have one? So again, what is your own self-care ritual? And what things would you like to incorporate into your self-care ritual if you don't already have one? So I recommend if you like to take the time to journal, you can just pause this right here and answer those questions or come back to it later and take your time to write. Um, and if you don't like to journal, just reflect on those two questions. Some other quick notes before I wrap up here is... Uh, I am building a website for the podcast currently, and it looks really cool. I'm really excited about it, uh, and I'm hoping that I can finish that up this week and share it with you all, most likely on the Instagram. Um, again, if you don't follow me on there, that's where I post most of my stuff regarding the podcast. It's Hippie Hour Podcast on Instagram. And you can also support me now and you can support the podcast by literally just buying me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash hippiehourpod. So it's not hippie hour podcast. It's just hippie hour pod. Uh, podcast was too long, apparently. <laughs> I don't know why. But yeah, I saw this on another um, creator. Oh, my God. Sorry. Very tired today. I saw this on another creator's newsletter where it said, buy me a coffee at the end of the newsletter. And I thought that was a really sweet way to show your support for someone without feeling like this weird, I'm just like donating money to them. Like, I don't expect that at all, but it's just a nice little, if you ever feel, you know, encouraged to send a coffee my way, that's literally what I would use it for is coffee. <laughs> Um, and it gives you options to, like, select how many coffees you want to send my way as well. So check that out at, again, buymeacoffee.com slash 
Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I am yawning. Uh, slash hippie hour pod. Okay, that is my signal to wrap up here. I'm boring myself into oblivion. So yeah, with that, I hope you guys found something interesting about guasha and share with me anything that it made you think of or any results that you've noticed with guasha yourself and stay tuned for the next holistic health and wellness topic next week with episode 10 see ya acknowledgements for this episode of the hippie hour podcast go to uh, WebMD's What is Guasha article, Insider Magazine's Guasha article, and Marion et al.'s uh, Guasha or Coining Therapy article from the Journal of American Medical Association on Dermatology from 2018. That's it. Bye.